Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Isn't the Lord good today? I said, isn't the Lord good today? He's awesome. He's great. He's greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I'm so glad that he woke me up this morning. Amen. Started me on my way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sorry, I was a little late. I was called into work last minute. Uh, They said it would be quick. I went in and uh, it took a little longer than they said it would. So, but I'm here. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And I believe I have a word from the Lord. Amen. For this people, for this time. Amen. So we are going to go into the word of God. I am so grateful and thankful for this church. I've been preaching here, man, probably since 2015, 2014, 2015 or so. So it's been a while already. Amen. So I I appreciate the invitations. It's always a joy. It is always a joy to come and to minister and to fellowship and to just be with you all. It's it's uh, it's awesome beyond words. Praise God. We're going to go to Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10, and then Psalm 25, verse 14. Amen. Thank you, Brother Bradley. Thank you, Sister Bradley, for always just being so kind to me and my family. You guys mean the world to us. Praise God. Amen. Isaiah 41 10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. Hallelujah. Praise God. Fear not. Turn to your neighbor and say, Fear not. Praise God. Psalm 25. Psalm 25, 14 says, The secret of the Lord, amen, is with those that fear Him, and He will show them His covenant. Amen. I want to preach to you just for a little bit on the subject, one fear. Amen. One fear. Let's pray and let's ask the Lord to be with us today. God, we thank you so much, Lord, that we could be in your presence this morning, that we can feel you in such a powerful way to know that you're here, that you're with us, Lord, that we don't need to fear, God. Hallelujah. God, I pray in Jesus' name, plant your word in our hearts so that it can grow, Lord, this week, Jesus, and we can feast on your word throughout the week. We love you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, and everyone said amen. Praise God. Let's clap our hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we love you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. You could be seated. Amen. Amen. What is fear anyways? What is fear? Fear is a survival response. I'm here to tell you today that fear is normal. It's natural and even necessary at times. Sometimes fear is what we need. And you might be saying, "What? why? Why would we ever need fear? 
It, it's because it can keep us safe. According to Northwestern Medicine clinical psychologist Zachary Sikora, fear is a natural and a biological condition that we all experience. It's important that we experience fear because it keeps us safe. Fear is experienced in your mind, but it triggers strong physical reaction in your body. As soon as you recognize fear, your amygdala, it's a small organ in the middle of your brain, it starts going to work. It alerts your nervous system, which sets your body uh, in fear response. And we, it sets it in motion. Stress hormones like cortisol and adrenaline are released. Your blood pressure and your heart rate increase. You start breathing faster. Even your blood flow changes. Blood actually flows away from your heart and into your limbs to make it easier to start throwing punches or kicking or, or running for your life. <laughs> right? Your body is preparing for fight or flight. You're either going to fight this or you're going to run away and get to safety. Amen. Where we run into problems, though, is when fear becomes a phobia or a chronic fear where it disables us where it provides dysfunction in our lives and we can't get a, seem to get away from fear. That's when it starts becoming debilitating. That's when it's a negative in our lives. In these cases, there are detrimental effects. Fear weakens your immune system and can cause cardiovascular damage, gastrointestinal problems such as ulcers or IBS, and decreased fertility. It can lead to accelerated aging and even premature death. Fear can impair formation of long-term memories and cause damage to certain parts of the brain, such as the hippocampus. There's so much that if you just continually, continually dwell on those things that make you afraid, continually, continually entertain that fear in your mind, it starts to affect you physically such that you're more prone to a heart attack or a stroke or gastrointestinal problems, right? Like ulcers, you've heard of that, where people just are so worried all the time that they start having ulcers. Amen. Fear can interrupt processes in our brain and allow us to, that allow us to regulate emotions, right? So all of a sudden, we're just drama all the time right because that fear is just feeding into us and we can't regulate our emotions and we want to just stay calm and we want to chill but that fear keeps feeding into our brain and we can't stay calm we can't read nonverbal cues and other information presented to us reflect before acting and act ethically so it affects so much of our behavior other consequences of long-term fear include fatigue and clinical depression and even PTSD. Amen. It is this chronic and unhealthy fear that I want to talk to you about today because the Bible has a lot to say about this type of fear because it is not God's will for you to live in fear. Let me say that again. It's not God's will for you to live in constant fear. 
I don't care what's going on in this world. Hallelujah. I don't care what's going on in Russia or Ukraine. I don't care what's going on in, in some bank up north in Northern California. Hallelujah. God's will for you is to not live in fear. Hallelujah. Amen. In fact, that's the devil's job. I said that's the devil's job to try to make you so fearful that you freeze up. So fearful that you can't move forward in your life. So fearful that you can't follow the will of God in your life. Amen. But God wants you to be free from fear. I said He wants you to be free from fear. And here's the proof. Isaiah 41.10 says, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Hallelujah. That's God's hand of power. I said that's God's hand of power. Amen. God can come through for you with His powerful right hand. Hallelujah. Psalm 23, 4 says, Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Hallelujah. So even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, hallelujah, and evil is all around, you don't need to fear. You don't need to fear. Hallelujah. Psalm 27, 1 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Amen. Amen. When your stronghold is in the Lord, right? The name of the Lord is what? A strong tower. When your stronghold is in the Lord, you are protected. I said, you are protected in the name of the Lord. Psalm 46, 1 through 3 says, God is, oh man, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in the time of trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth give away and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging, we will not Fear. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Why? Because God is our refuge and our strength. Psalm 118.6 says, The Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. What can mere, I love this, what can mere mortals do to me? Amen. What can mere mortals do to me when I've got the Lord on my side? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. John 14, 27 says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. This is Jesus speaking. Amen. I do not give to you as the world gives because what the world gives is temporary, right? Hallelujah. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Amen. 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 God's peace passes all understanding. 
Deuteronomy 31.6 says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. Who's them? Who knows? Hallelujah. Amen. Them are, are those that want to harm you. Them are the things that try to make you afraid. Hallelujah. But you don't have to be terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Deuteronomy 3.22 says, Do not be afraid of them, for the Lord your God Himself will fight for you. Hallelujah. All you got to do is stand still, right? And see the salvation of the Lord. All you got to do is watch and see God take over and fight on your behalf. Hallelujah. Luke 12, 32 says, Do not be afraid, little flock, for your Father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Lamentations 3.57 says, You came near when I called you. You said, Do not, do not fear. Psalms 56, 3 and 4. There's just a million scriptures. Hallelujah. But this is God's promises to you. This is God's promises to His people. Hallelujah. You don't have to be afraid. 56, 3 and 4 says, When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. In God whose word I praise. In God I trust. Am not afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Amen. It says, he said, when I am afraid, I will put my trust in God. Because that does happen. There are times when fear tries to crowd in. We're still human, right? We haven't made it to that other shore yet. We still fight the battle sometimes, especially with fear. When you look around at everything that's, that's crumbling around us. Amen. Sometimes it just gets to you, right? But the psalmist says, I put my trust in you, God. I put my trust in you, Lord. Luke 12, 7 says, Indeed, the very heads of your head are all numbered. Don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God knows about it. I said God knows about it. He knows your situation. Amen. He knows your heart. He's come to tell you today, fear not. He's come to tell you today, don't be afraid. For those afraid of being, uh, not being in control of your life, I'm here to tell you that God is in control. Amen. God is in control. You may have lost control, but God is in control. For those of you uh, who are afraid of what the future holds, God is our promise for tomorrow. I said, as long as you've got God, it's going to be all right. He's our promise for tomorrow. For those of you who are afraid of a health condition, God is our healer. Don't ever lose sight of that fact that God is the great physician. It doesn't matter what the doctors may say. There's a greater doctor in the house today. For those afraid of being bound to addiction, I'm here to tell you, I'm here to proclaim to you today that God is our deliverer. I said God is our deliverer. 
You may be saying, but Brother John, I've been fighting this this addiction for so long. I don't see if there's a way out. I'm afraid. I'm fearful that this is how I'll be the rest of my life. I'm here to tell you today that God is our deliverer. It doesn't matter what addiction you may be facing today. I've seen it all. I said I've seen it all. God can deliver you today. Hallelujah. Amen. By years of of smoking addiction, by years of drug addiction, I've seen it with my own eyes. God delivering people in an instant never to go back. Never to go back. Hallelujah. God is our deliverer. For those of you who are afraid, there is no hope and there's no way out. I'm here to remind you that God is our way maker. God is our way maker. For those of you afraid of their financial situation, right? With all of uh, everything going up, 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 gas, groceries, everything. I'm here to tell you that God is our provider. He is our provider. You don't need to be afraid. You don't need to be afraid. God's got it. Amen. For those of you afraid of your situation today, God is our help in the time of trouble. Amen. If you're in trouble today, God is here to help you. God's speaking to someone today. He's saying, fear not. Don't be afraid. I've got this. I've got you. Hallelujah. I've got you in the palm of my hand. Just hold on. Just hold on. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Hallelujah. Amen. But there is one fear that we need to have. Amen. There is a fear that the Bible commands us to have. What is that fear? It is the fear of God or the fear of the Lord. But what is the fear of God? What does it mean? What, does it mean what we think it means? Or what does that look like? What does the fear of God look like? Our first thought of when we think of the fearing God is, is that we're just afraid of God. Like a, a child is afraid of their parent when they get their hand in the cookie jar <laughs> and then their mom comes and says, what did I tell you? That's probably... <laughs> It's probably more like 80s and 90s. I don't know if they still do that today. They're probably like, oh, I have more cookies. Just kidding. Just kidding. I'm not dogging today's parents. I sort of am, but uh, <laughs> amen. Amen. But some people feel feel like the fe- fearing God is is as if he's a supernatural giant being in the sky ready to come down with the hammer, ready to punish us, even kill us if we don't obey him. Amen. And I guess if you are lost and you don't know the Lord, maybe that might be one way to look at it. Although it seems like a very unhealthy way of looking at the God who loved us so much that he became a human and died for us on the cross. Hallelujah. I think that's the better way of looking at it. The better way to view your heavenly Father. Hallelujah. Amen. Here's what the Bible has to say about the fear of God and what it means. This is awesome. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 28 and 29 says, Therefore, since we're receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, 
Let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. For our God is a consuming fire. Let me, let, me, let me say that again. And so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe for our God is a consuming fire. Hallelujah. This is a perfect, a perfect definition of the fear of God. It's about as clear of a biblical de- definition of the fear of God as it gets. Fear equals reverence and awe. That's what it is. It's reverence just knowing who God is and just being in awe. Hallelujah. Like when we were worshiping God and, and we lift up our hands toward heaven. Hallelujah. And we sing the songs to worship God. Amen. Sometimes our mouth just drops open and says, God, you're so awesome. You're so great. You're so magnificent. Hallelujah. Sometimes we can't even stand. Sometimes we got to kneel and say, God, you're so great. You're so powerful. You're so awesome, Lord. I love you. I worship you. Hallelujah. Amen. What is awe? Awe is a feeling of reverential respect mixed with fear or wonder. Amen. Amen. That's it's like awful. That's where the word awful comes from, right? It's just you it, it, it almost makes you tremble when you think of the gloriousness of God, when you think of how awesome he is. Amen. It almost makes you tremble inside just to see him for who he is. Hallelujah. Amen. So this definition goes very well with David's feelings in Psalm 8, 3 through 4. Amen. This is so good. This is so awesome. The Bible is just great. Amen. Amen. When I consider your heavens, this is David, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which thou, which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you would visit him? Amen. When I look at the stars, when I just look at, has anyone ever been to Joshua Tree? Anyone? Amen. It's just so awesome. It's in the desert. It's just you get out there and you feel like you're right there with God. I remember going as a teenager. I think I was just newly saved and uh, just lying back on a rock and looking up at all the stars. You just feel so small. You feel so insignificant. You're like, man, what? What in the world? God, you're so vast. You're so expansive. You're so awesome. You're so powerful. You created all of this. You created all the trees, all the animals. You created us, Lord. Hallelujah. When you see His creation, when you see the beauty of His creation, I'm not talking about the buildings and the houses and everything that man made, and that's pretty cool, right? You see the skyline. You see the buildings. It's pretty awesome. But when you go to nature and when you see the beauty of nature when you when you see everything that God has made and and the perfect picture I mean people try to recreate it right people try to take pictures of it in black and white and just to try to show you the awesome beauty of nature amen that points directly to the awesome beauty and awesomeness of our God who created it all he's the he's the one who painted that picture Amen. It's not a recreation. He created it. Hallelujah. 
Amen. We're just people trying to recreate what God did. Amen. And God is just so, so awesome. The scripture is crazy when you think about it. Who am, who am I, God, that you would even think about me? Who am I that you would come to the earth and live and die for me? Who am I that out of the billions of people in this world, you chose me? Amen. I'm even here in the house of God today. Amen. A lot of people are out doing whatever, sleeping probably. Hallelujah. But we're here in the house of God. Who am I, Lord, that you would choose me? I'm nothing, God. I'm a nobody. Amen. But yet you loved me and you died for me and you saved me and you filled me and you chose me. Hallelujah. Aren't you just in utter awe and amazement that the God of the universe loves you, that he chose you? This is the essence of the fear of God. I said this is the essence of the fear of God because you know you. Right? Amen. A lot of people think they know you, but you know you. Maybe your spouse knows you, maybe better than you, but you know the secret things in your heart. You know the thoughts in your head, right? Amen. You know your failings. You know your shortcomings. You you know your faults. You know when you miss the mark. You know the sins you've committed. You know the deeds that you've done, the thoughts that you thought. Hallelujah. And yet the God of all creation loves you and He died for you. Even though we're imperfect. Amen. Who am I? Who am I? It's the fear of God that makes you understand how little you are and how big our God is. It's the fear of God that makes you understand how insignificant you are and how significant God is, how flawed you are, and how perfect God is. It's the fear of God that makes us understand that. Amen. And as a direct result... It's the fear of God that keeps you humble. It keeps you humble. Without His anointing, your gifts and your talents mean mean nothing. Amen. There's a lot of people that have a lot of skills and talents and they use them and it's awesome. We've got to have it. Amen. But without God's anointing, without God's blessing in our life, amen, they're nothing. Without His love, you are hopeless and you are helpless. Never forget that. Never forget that. Without His love, you are hopeless and helpless in a world of Instagram and Facebook and selfies and influencers and narcissism and maximum idolatry. Amen. It is the fear of God that is the only thing that keeps us grounded. It is the fear of God that keeps us protected and keeps us safe. Keeps us saved. Hallelujah. Let me say that again. In the world of Instagram and Facebook and all the selfies and influencers and narcissism and self-reliance and maximum idolatry. Maximum idolatry today. Today in our world, the only thing that keeps us grounded and protected and saved is the fear 
of Almighty God. Amen. It is the fear of God that shows us. It shows us that your identity is nothing compared to his identity. Amen. It is the fear of God that shows us that your identity is subservient and nothing compared to his identity. Because so often today, it's all about me. It's how I feel, right? How I feel inside. My identity inside of me. That's all that matters. And we make of ourselves our own God when we force our identity on everyone, including God. We make an idol unto ourselves. We've got to realize that His identity is all that really matters. Hallelujah. Amen. I know that this may hurt some people's feelings, but we need the fear of God in our lives. I said we need the fear of God. This world needs the fear of God. Many times you hear about the love of God, right? Amen. So many people on TikTok and Insta and all that kind, all that stuff, they talk about the love of God, the love of God, how much He loves us. And it's love, 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 love. Right? But here's the secret you cheapen the love of God if you don't have a fear of God. You cheapen the love of God if you don't have a fear of God. Amen. It's one thing for a soldier or a friend or a loved one if they were to sacrifice for me, even lay down their life for me. But it's a whole other thing for the innocent Lamb of God, the Creator of the universe, the King of kings and the Lord of lords to lay down His life for me because He loves me. Hallelujah. 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 It's the fear of God that gives you that perspective. It makes that love that He has for you so much more important and significant because you have the fear of God in your life. Because you have the fear of God in your life. Amen. Going back to Hebrews chapter 12. Amen. What's interesting here is that prior to giving us a clear and concise definition of the fear of God in verses 28 and 29, the author gives us a clear illustration of what godly fear looks like. So verse 6 talks about not despising uh, being chastened or disciplined by God. Not being, and not being discouraged when God rebukes you, rebukes you because it's out of love. Amen, because He is our Heavenly Father and He does love us. Verses 7-9 through talk about how God corrects His children like an earthly father corrects His children. And we're to, in fact, if we are in fact truly the sons and daughters of God, amen, we know it because He corrects us. Because He disciplines us. Because how else are we going to have that respect Amen. For our Father. Hallelujah. If we can just do whatever we want, say whatever we want, go wherever we want, right? Just live our life happy-go-lucky, not even thinking about the fear of God. Amen. Verses 10 and 11 talk about the motivation for disciplining children, how it's for our good. 
It may be painful in the present, but it's uh, in the end, it will yield fruit of righteousness. Isn't that awesome? In that, in that whole uh, section about fearing God and how we ought to worship God with reverence and awe, he, he, before he gets there, he talks about a heavenly father correcting his children, which brought me back to one of my childhood memories of my dad correcting me when I was a kid. Now back probably, this was B.C., so forgive me. Uh, so I got saved when I was 15 years old. I started going to uh, Apostolic Tabernacle in Bellflower when I was 15. And God totally saved me and changed me and everything like that. But I remember when I was younger, probably 10-ish or something like that. It's not super, super clear. But what happened is very clear. <laughs> Um, I remember arguing with him, my dad, over the TV. This was before the power of remote controls, right? So now we have remote controls, whoever has the remote controls, right? <laughs> so it's like if you have the remote control, you have all the power or whatever. Back then, there was no such thing as a remote control. There was, well, maybe if you were rich. But back then, you just turned the channel, which is like a knob that had like 13 channels or whatever. On, on VHF and UHF or whatever. And so me and my dad, he was probably wanting to watch the Lakers and I was probably wanting to watch a cartoon or Speed Racer or something. And <laughs> this is dating me. So he would click it and then continue watching. I'd get up and I'd click it over to my cartoon. He would get up and he would click it. And we it was just like a battle of wills. See who gave up first. Amen. So finally, I was so frustrated, so angry. I said, stop it. Will you please quit it, you blankety blank? And I cussed him out. I cussed him out. It's BC. Hallelujah. <laughs> and what did my dad do? He slapped me in the face. And I was like, <gasps> and I couldn't believe it. I was like, my dad just slapped me. So I ran to my mom who was in the kitchen, and uh, guess what my mom did? She's here. She probably doesn't even remember this, but she did nothing. She didn't say, oh, poor baby, it's okay. Why'd you slap him? Whatever. She just ignored me. <laughs> she just flat up ignored me because I needed to learn a lesson, and that lesson was about respect. Amen. And I never disrespected my dad like that, ever, ever again. Oh, I got spankings, but I never cussed him out. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. So I'm going to go off to, to a side just for a little bit. Please, parents, please correct your children. I'm not talking about smacking them or slapping them, but please correct them. Amen. As the Heavenly Father corrects us, we need to follow in God's footsteps, right? We need to follow His example. We're, his, we're not illegitimate children. We're His true children. And because we're His true children, He corrects us. Amen. And so we as parents, we've got to get back to that. If, if, if you've lost your way and you just let your kids do everything they want, we've got to get back to the Bible way of doing things. And correct our kids. Please. 
I beg of you, if you want them to be well-adjusted, normal kids when they become an adult and able to hold a job and able to pay rent, if you want them to be a normal human being, mature human being, then please correct them. Please, I beg of you. Please correct them. Amen. All right, off my soapbox onto the preaching soapbox. Hallelujah. I know that there is certain there is a certain closeness that we feel in our relationship with God. And that is so awesome. I feel that too. Amen. That he is our closest friend. He's a friend that sticketh closer than a brother, the Bible says. Hallelujah. He is my best friend. Jesus is my best friend. That we are the bride of Christ. And so we share. There's an intimacy in our relationship with God. Amen. I feel so close to God. And I yearn after Him. And I long for Him. Hallelujah. There's a closeness there. We can enter boldly into the throne of grace. Right? We don't have to sort of like be afraid. Should I approach God now? And maybe not. He's angry. No. We can boldly approach the throne of grace. Why? Because we are His children. Why? Because I share a a genuine closeness with God. Hallelujah. But if we're not careful, amen, those things cannot negate the fact that we still must fear God. That we've got to keep a godly awe and reverence and respect to who He is, for who He is. That He isn't just your buddy that you can just take for granted. Hallelujah. That He isn't just your homie that's all right with everything that you do. No, God forbid, I've got to keep that reverential awe of who God is. Yes, I'm His child. Yes, we have a closeness. Yes, He's my best friend. But He's also my God. And when I mess up, he's not going to say it's okay. When I mess up, i got to repent. i got to say, God, please forgive me. I'm so sorry for what I did. Why? Because that's the fear of God. That's the fear of God. We've got to always be able to repent. We've got to always be able to bow our knee. To bow our knee to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He is your God. He's the creator of all things who has all power in heaven and earth in the palm of His hands. And we need to remember that. Amen. Here's what God does for those that fear Him. Psalm 25, 14 says, The Lord confides in those who fear Him. He makes His covenant known to them. Amen. We open the, the... this message with the Scripture, the King James Version of that Scripture. The Lord makes known His secrets to those that fear Him. Amen. That means He whispers to us. That means He speaks. Amen. To us. Amen. What He's going to do. Thank You, Jesus. Proverbs 10.27 says, The fear of the Lord adds length to life, but the years of the wicked are cut short. Proverbs 1.7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Psalm 112.1 says, Praise the Lord. Blessed are those who fear the Lord, who find great delight in His commands. You're blessed. You're blessed if you have the fear of God. Psalm 34.9 says, Fear the Lord, you His holy people, for those who fear Him lack Nothing. 
Proverbs 14.26 says, Whoever fears the Lord has a secure fortress, and for their children it will be a refuge. Amen. You want to see your kids saved? Fear God. You want to see your kids live for God when they're older? Amen. Have a reverential fear for God in your household. Hallelujah. Psalm 103.13 says, As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those that fear him. Amen. As you can see by all these scriptures, and there's so many more, amen, but by just the small sampling of scriptures, the fear of the Lord is a good thing. It's a necessary thing. It's a powerful thing. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's promises are tied to us keeping and maintaining a healthy fear of God in our lives. Amen. It's so sad because some people feel like uh, the, the fear of God is something that it isn't. Amen. People, young people I, I know in the 80s and 90s and even after that, they had a perception in their mind that to fear God was to be afraid of, of God. That to fear God, amen, means to be afraid of hell. That to fear God means that uh, you got to fear the, the preacher. you got to be afraid. Like when he's near, you're like, oh, where should I go? <laughs> Whatever, right? That, that when you come to church, fear, like real raw fear is a, is a natural, normal thing. When it shouldn't be. When, when you have a relationship with God, when, when you love God with all your heart, heart, mind, soul, and strength, and, and you know that God loves you, it's a healthy, mature fear. Amen. It, it is an awe that you realize who you are. You realize who God is and, and the big difference between that, right? And you're just so grateful. You're just so thankful that He loves you. You just are in awe. You're, you're humbled. Amen? By how awesome God is that He loves you. And there's nothing to do with, oh, I'm going to hell. I'm so afraid. If I do one little thing wrong, I'm going to hell. So many young people, so many young people have left the church because they had an unhealthy fear of God. But what I'm preaching you to, to you today is we can have a healthy, mature fear of God that honors Him and respects Him and reveres Him and has an awe for who He is. Amen. And yet, He's our best friend. And yet, He's coming back for His bride. And I'm His bride. Hallelujah. And yet, He loves us so much as His kids. He's Daddy. Hallelujah. Amen. At the end of the day, what we need is a renewal. We need a revival of the fear of God. We need a revival of the fear of God. Not where we literally are afraid of Him or in constant fear of punishment. That's immature and unhealthy. Instead, we need to remember who He is. Let's all stand. Let's all stand. We need to remember who He is to be in awe of His majesty and His power, to reverence and respect who He is. Because if we don't, we will surely get an overinflated idea of who we are, especially in this world today. 
where it's all about me, it's all about self, it's all about identity. Amen. But we've got to realize his identity first before we can realize who we are. Amen. Because ultimately, ultimately, it's all about him. It's all about him. Amen. Because he's the great creator of the universe. And he loves us so much. And he wants to us to be with him forever. Amen. Like my dad's there right now. Hallelujah. Amen. My dad is rejoicing you, with Jesus. Jesus right now. Because that's the ultimate, ultimate thing that God wants us. He wants us to be there with him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But he's here today. And you don't have to be afraid of what the world may be doing at the moment. Hallelujah. All you've got to do is focus on him. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast. And may God bless you.